You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from Option Alpha, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered online and in iTunes because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you make smarter trades. So again, thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. On today's show, as we have previously mentioned, I'm bringing in some of the Option Alpha team members, which is really exciting because I've never done a podcast with more than one other guest. And so this is going to be exciting. So we've got three of our other team members in here, Will, Rob, and Rafa. And they're going to be introducing themselves here in one second. But the idea behind today's show is, again, to give you guys an overview and a little bit of an update on what we're doing on the back end with the new trading platform. You can always get the most recent updates moving forward from here on out by going to optionalpha.com slash updates. That single page will consistently have a rolling list of updates. Anytime that we post an update, we post screenshots. We need to solicit feedback. So anytime you have an, a question about what's happening or what we're working on or you know, potentially what some of the features and benefits might be of the new platform, you can always check it out on optionalpha.com slash updates. So as we get into today's show, like I said, I brought in three of our other team members, which is really cool. So you guys can see the other people and get a, a little bit of a, an idea of their personality because we are quite a different team setup and dynamic. We're not only located all over the place, but we come from different backgrounds and different you know, kind of thought processes. We trade a little bit different to some degrees. In some cases, some team members don't trade, but uh, but it's going to be good to have these guys on here and kind of tell you what they do. And we'll be going through a list of updates and what we've been working on on the back end. So well, let's start off with Will. So Will, why don't you introduce yourself and then we'll keep going. All right. So uh, my name is Will Gendron. I am the director of operations and project manager at Option Alpha. Before Option Alpha, I spent eight years in finance in New York City. Uh, I was working uh, for a uh, family office that really acted like a private equity company and then uh, got an opportunity to move into the uh, the tech world. I was the CEO of a what ended up being a medium-sized um, SaaS business. Uh, grew that company from uh, 4,500 subscribers to uh, over 70,000 paid subscribers. I came on to Option Alpha through Alta 5 uh, when I was in New York. Uh, I was actually the, the first investor in Alta 5 and got to meet Kirk when the companies merged. And there was an opportunity to join the team and uh, help lo- launch this new product. And uh, here I am today and I'm very excited to be on board. Yeah. And man, I'm super excited that you're here too, because I think like as you said, we had like a very unique opportunity to have you come on board. And <laughs> yep. man, I am so glad that it worked out. So Will does a lot of like operational stuff. So he works with the development team and kind of making sure that everyone's in sync there and some of the other team members. But also, I mean, like, I feel like you're like you're superpowers to some degree are, you know, like SEO and kind of content marketing in that capacity. And we do that now, but not nearly to the scale that we we could. And so, you know, one of the things I've always wanted to do is, you know, expand our reach. And so that's really one of the things that you'll see different on the new platform is, you know, a lot better reach as far as, you know, our content getting out there and, and getting found by people. Yeah, absolutely. And especially after we launch with the new platform, there's going to be so many more opportunities for us to uh, you know, reach out to uh, not just current users, but uh, potential users as well. So really exciting times. 
All right. Well, so let's go to the next guy, Rob. So Rob was actually our very first outside hire, I would say. So, and this is kind of like after the two companies merged together and we, you know, brought everything under the option alpha umbrella. What's cool is that we had, I used to work with a lot of VAs. We still have a lot of VAs that work with us and we have a lot of full-time VAs that, you know, do work from transcription and video editing and podcast editing and posting show notes and doing all that kind of backend stuff. But Rob was actually the very first outside hire. And I actually never met Rob, never, you know, talked to Rob until after he came on board. But Rob was an original user of the old Altify platform and to some degree kind of broke the platform initially to, you know, help us out and kind of figure out some problems, right? So Rob, why don't you introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about yourself? All right, Kirk, thanks for the intro. I like to think I'm really good at breaking things, so that's good. Um, my name is Rob Sonera. I, as Kirk said, am one of the first real developers for Option Alpha. Before this, I, I worked for the U.S. government, Department of Defense, doing a lot of cybersecurity work for them. Um, I got hired there out of grad school where I was studying quantum physics for a while. And I really was the first beta user, beta tester for the Alta 5 bot trading platform, I think. Um, it was just sort of organic the way it happened. I, I mean, I remember I was deployed overseas and any downtime I had from not working, I was trading options or trying to create bots to trade options. And I remember sitting in this little seedy hotel room overseas and I was on the phone with the CEO of Alta 5 at the time just talking about like data issues I was finding or different ways to do things with bot trading and just sort of happened like that. And then all of a sudden, I get a phone call and he said, hey, we're merging with Option Alpha. Do you want in? And I put in my two weeks the next day and joined yeah, Kirk here. That was pretty amazing because actually when I was talking with Jack about it, he had told me before, just so you, I don't even know if you know the story, but he had said like way back in the day, you know, years ago, he'd said, look, he goes, when we hire somebody, he goes, this guy's going to be our first hire. And I said, okay, sounds good. And then we got to the point where he was like, man, I need some help. I was like, well, what about that guy? He's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, I need to reach out to Rob and you know, see if he, see if he wants to join. So that's, it was already like pre-planned that that would be the, you know, be the path. So I'm so glad that you're here, but maybe you tell everyone a little bit about what you kind of work on right now and what you do. And I think that will help out. Yeah, sure. So some of you guys already know me. I'm, I've been active on the forums a little bit um, under the admin Rob moniker. But yeah, so since I joined, I've been one of the senior platform developers here. Um, and I've been working on that, the new backtesting technology. I do a lot of the new research um, that we're doing here at Option Alpha is just on a massive, massive scale, bigger than anything you guys have seen before out in industry. So I'm really excited to get that out to you guys soon. Um, and I also created Otis or what will be Otis. So a lot of the AI and machine learning technologies, you know, that I had done and learned about, you know, my previous career, I'm bringing to Option Alpha. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, man, we're super, super excited about it. So, all right, next up, Rafa. So Rafa joined us just a couple months ago, previous Option Alpha, or I guess you're still an Option Alpha member, but came to us from the community. We had reached out a while back, and I think maybe even you reached out or Rocco reached out to you and said, hey, are you still interested in joining? And so the reason that Rafa joined on was because Rob is is more of a backend developer. So like Rob, I think you would agree. You're not amazing with UI design and making charge. charge 100% agree. I work on Linux servers most of the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we all know what we're good at, right? And so we needed somebody to start now taking, you know, what we had in kind of raw code 
and starting to make it look beautiful. And so that's where kind of Roth came in. And so, yeah, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you joined? Yeah, thanks, Kirk. And hello, everyone. So I'm the latest addition to the team. My name is Rafael Corral, front-end engineering. And yeah, I, I essentially have learned about options thanks to Kirk, thanks to Option Alpha. So I became a lifetime member um, some time ago. And eventually, you know, Kirk reached out to his um, to his community saying, hey, do you guys know any front-end engineers? So I put together a resume, which I hadn't written in a long time, sent it over. And then, you know, one thing led to another. Now I'm here. It's been about three months and it's been awesome. So a little bit of background about myself. I've been doing engineering for 11 years. I live in San Francisco, so I've worked for a few different startups here in the Valley. I've been living here for about five years, so I love the startup world, if you will. And it's, it's awesome building a product from the ground up and delivering that to customers. So that's what I'm really excited to do here. Yeah, that's just a little bit about myself. So the coolest thing about Rafa was that you actually developed your own kind of like bot already, right? So I think that was actually one of the coolest things that we learned about you in the beginning was, and you still have like a little like bot that you run on your own. And that, that I thought was amazing. It's like, you're already starting to do what we want to do. Now we're just going to, you know, blow it up and do a lot more of it. Yeah, exactly. So I built, I built the bot just for myself. It trades options and, you know, a lot of, I mean, it's really thanks to you, Kirk, that I learned everything that I know about options and my training has evolved from, you know, the swing trading or the, or the longer term trading um, to now mostly just scalping, but it's, it's great that we were able to connect and I'm kind of working for, you know, the person that taught me everything that I know about options. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Very humbling. So, yeah. all right, cool. So I think what I want to do at this point and we'll jump back in, but I want to kind of circle back and you guys jump in as, as you see fit on this, but you know, the point of doing this podcast was again to, you know, one, introduce you guys. And this is part of the team. We actually have 18 full-time employees now, which is crazy. So between all the VAs and our member success team with Carissa and Mike, which many people know, we have 18 full-time people, which is crazy. But I wanted to jump in and kind of like share a recap of, of where things were in the beginning and just kind of bring everyone up to date. Now, truth be told, I actually did this about seven months ago or so, nine months ago in a webinar that we did for Elite and Pro members. So much of this might be a review for some people. You might've heard this story before, but if you're new or if you haven't heard this before, it's probably good to hear kind of, you know, the history of how things really evolved. So a couple of years ago, and this is probably two or three years ago, I actually started working with the single developer that we had at the time for Option Alpha. And at that time, we had rolled out products that you guys are familiar with right now, which is things like the toolbox software and the watchlist software and the trade optimizer. And we had already pre-planned that the next level of development that we were going to try to tackle was going to be some form of auto trading or building basically just a better version of the platform. And so we had started actually down that you know progression, down that road. And we knew it was going to take a really long time. So I probably envisioned it would take probably five years to actually really get it implemented. So I knew that at the time, you know, we didn't have all the skill sets that we needed. We've never done this before. No one had ever done this before. I knew it was going to take some time. Well, fast forward a little bit, and I had been working back and forth with Rocco and Jack on their platform. And so they had reached out a couple of times and had solicited some advice. And I said, yeah, this is you know pretty cool that you guys are you know, building this auto trading platform, I'd love to help out and just, you know, give you my advice on auto trade, you know, on options trading, because, you know, neither of them were really big options traders at the time. 
And they got to the point where they were ready to launch. And I think they actually launched the platform. And then we we kind of circled back around. And I said, man, it, it would just be so awesome if we just could connect with you guys. And that's really how it all started was, you know, Rocco and Jack, who are the original founders of Alta 5 and still part of the team said, hey, like, let's connect because they had built out the platform, but, you know, we're starting to launch it to new traders. And so maybe, you know, guys like Rob were finding it, but, but they really weren't getting a lot of reach. So the idea was, well, look, if, if you guys have the technology and Option Alpha has a lot of eyeballs in this space and everything works together, like, why don't we just marry up the system and why don't we, you know, connect on the back end? And increasingly, we just had more conversations around this and we ultimately decided the best thing that we could actually do is just to merge and to come together under one name, under one platform and kind of launch everything together. I mean, basically the, you know, the killer of all platforms with amazing education and research and technology all in one place. So we started going down this road and that was again in March of 2018 that we actually officially merged together. That was when the, the documents were all signed and all the you know legal stuff was taken care of. So during that time period, we thought we were going to be basically running two cars next to each other that would then connect at some point in the future, say, you know, September, October, November of last year. But we started going down that path and what we quickly realized as we got closer to you know, connecting these two systems together is that we had a lot of security issues. And I think maybe even Rob can kind of speak to this a little bit, but you know, we were running at, at Option Alpha and continue to run a WordPress-based platform because we really don't manage any we don't manage anybody's money, right? So we don't need to have all of these security, you know, things buttoned up. Whereas Alta 5 was running a completely different platform that just really didn't jive together, you know. And ultimately we could have had the decision, and we had the decision at the time to, you know, potentially launch this thing and try to run these things side by side. But the problem that we were going to run into for sure was, you know, moving users from one platform to another and the massive security loopholes that would probably come out of that. So Rob, I don't know if you want to, you know, maybe speak to us a little bit and just kind of, you know, maybe get a little bit more detail, but that was really the big issue. Yeah, sure. I'd love to just chime in real quick because, you know, a lot of people are genuinely upset that it's taking us a longer to release the bot trading platform. But guys, I got to tell you, I was, I was hired on in July of last year and I was, my background is in doing Linux security, server security, all that type of stuff. So I sort of took over the back end of all the stuff, all the technology stack that Option Alpha is currently running on. And it was interesting. Like I joined at the exact moment when we started gaining more notoriety because we just made the Inc. 5000 and Inc. 500 list in August of that same year. And at that moment, I'm sitting there watching, like viewing all the logs, all the security stuff on the server. And oh my God, were we getting hit with a lot of traffic from foreign IP addresses of people just trying to break into our server. And that's what happens, man. You know, and it's, it was scary to the sense where when that starts happening, you really have to look at your security. And especially if you're going to be handing, handling people's money, to me, it was not acceptable to be running known vulnerable technologies, which is WordPress, it's vulnerable, it is. And we made the decision that we just have to create this thing from the the ground up. And we did. Yeah. And I think, you know, like for me, that was, it was tough because like, I, I don't know a lot about that stuff. Okay. So like I have run option alpha basically as this, you know, like Swiss cheese ball of like buying plugins and connecting things and trying to hack my way around, you know, how pages and download forms would work. Right. And that's all fine. But now you start, you know, we start graduating to the point at which, you know, now we're going to start really, you know, controlling through API, 
you know, what people can potentially do through their TD Ameritrade connection. And that was something that, you know, I agree with Rob and everyone else at the time we made the decision, like, look, this is going to take a little bit longer, but we got to break this whole thing down, like knock this Jenga tower over and rebuild it block by block. And so I think the tough part is, is that it could be done a lot easier with plugins, but it still would be unstable. And to me, that's never like something that I'm going to risk for everyone else. I, I don't want anything that we don't know or don't have control over how that code might influence anything else on the platform. I agree. hundred percent. We're going to do it right. Do it right. The first time. Exactly. So, okay, cool. So we made this decision last year and I think I'll, I don't know when we exactly made the decision, but we started breaking it down basically October, November, and we knew that this was going to create a little bit of extra time. And so what happened between, let's say that time period and let's say a couple months ago is a lot of as I think like Rob or Raf, you actually said this, a lot of like dark time was required. And we just kind of went dark on a lot of stuff. And that wasn't because we didn't want to show what we were doing. It's just most of the work that we were going through at that time was building back up this core system of technology. And again, you have to remember if you're out there and, and maybe if you know people are in engineering, I hear this back and forth through emails, people will say like, oh, I get it totally. You know, so if you're in engineering, if you're in you know development work, you get this. You know, we, we couldn't buy anything. I mean, like we literally, you can't buy scripts. You can't buy anything. I mean, we had to recode everything from scratch so that we know it was 100% under our control. Like we didn't want to copy and paste any code from anywhere. We, didn't, I mean, we built it from scratch so that we control the entire stack top to bottom. And so this required a couple months of dark time because there was really nothing to show. I mean, it was like, you know, we're kind of doing the Excel formula type stuff in the background that you know, just really doesn't look beautiful. We could just post a bunch of code, but you wouldn't know what was going on. And so we kind of emerged out of our shell a little bit a couple months ago to the point at which we had something that now started to, you know, require more, you know, UI and design, which is where Raf kind of, you know, comes in is, you know, starting to make things look pretty. The analogy that I've used a couple of times with people is, you know, we were, we're building this, you know, super fancy sports car. And for the most, most of the time we're working on the engine and the drivetrain and the chassis. It's not until the last couple of months that we start really working on kind of the paint job and the leather and the interior and kind of like the look and finish and polish of it. But a lot of the work has gone into it, you know, that's, you know, still the core development work. So that's what we've really been working on. And maybe, you know, Will, you can jump in here and kind of talk about how we're using vision boards and talks and, you know, just kind of running through like, you know, series of development, you know, phases, I guess. Yeah. So one of the challenges of having a fully distributed team, whereas I'm based out of Miami, Rob's in Maryland, uh, Rob is in uh, San Francisco, Kirk in Pennsylvania, is organizing all the products that you need to have done. And especially when it comes to complex code and getting everyone uh, fully aligned and having one source of truth for every piece of code that's being built. So when we're all in Miami, uh, what was that? Was that two months ago now that we're all uh, yeah, just about down in Miami? So yeah. uh, two months ago, we got the entire team uh, to come down to Miami, for most people escaping the, uh, the cold weather. And we uh, locked ourselves in a WeWork conference room, essentially, for, for five days. And first, we were using a mirror board to essentially wireframe how we wanted everything to look, how we wanted the entire user experience to flow. And then from there, uh, we took the high-level wireframe, and we have everything in a JIRA project now. So uh, we have everything organized into very specific sprints and tasks. So it's been a, a huge help, and it's 
absolutely necessary to have, uh, even if your entire team is under one roof, uh, but especially important now that, uh, you know, being that we're all fully distributed. So every single day or every afternoon, myself, uh, Rob and Rafa, at the very least, are all on a call to get each other updated on what we're working on to update our project management. And then Jack and, and Kirk and Rock and the rest of the team will join in on those calls on a as-needed basis. But um, it's proved to be a system that has worked uh, extraordinarily well thus far. So we'll keep on right. doing it. Cool. All right. So let's, let's maybe switch gears here a little bit and kind of talk a little bit about, you know, the new platform, what we've been working on a little bit. Obviously, some stuff, you know, is not fully built out. So you know, we'll note that where it's noted, but you know, a lot of this stuff is still, uh, you know, still in tweaks and development mode and we'll continue to iterate. I mean, I, I don't think anything's going to be officially finished even after we launch because we want to get a ton of feedback from, you know, people who are using it. So people who are listening to this podcast right now, if you guys are using it, we want to get feedback from you and then we'll make adjustments along the way. So I think it'll be a constant, you know, kind of never ending process of development and improvement. But one thing that we did kind of come to realization on, and this this really happened mostly out of our trip to Miami, was really the process of developing these, these four main tabs of the website or four main sections of the website, the learn, ideas, trade, and then follow. And so this is already broken out on the updates page. You can see some of the screenshots there uh, if you head on over to optionalpha.com slash updates. But the idea behind these four core sections is that, you know, for me as a trader, this is really encompassing everything that I need to know in as minimalist form as possible, right? So what I hate about, you know, some platforms right now, like Thinkorswim, which I continue to use because it's still one of the best platforms out there. What I don't like about Thinkorswim is that it has so much information and it's almost like analysis paralysis. And I get this a lot from people too, where, you know, I've used this thing or something for over 10 years now. I still don't know like what every single button does on the platform. It's like a jet engine cockpit. That's just like too much stuff. I don't even want to touch it. And so what we've been trying to do with option alpha is we've been trying to simplify the process down to the critically important things. And so we narrowed it down to learn ideas, trade and follow. And those are the main sections that you can dive into. Learn is self-explanatory. It's the core of what we do here at Option Alpha. It's all the education, all the training, all the podcasts, any articles, any FAQ, all goes into Learn. Ideas was a new one that we kind of came up with um, because we really couldn't fit some of the things in ideas into the other sections. So we created the ideas tab out of our you know kind of team meeting and, ga- and gathering in Miami because things like the back tester or scanners, we just we just didn't know really where that kind of you know, fell into. So maybe Rob, you can talk a little bit more about that or will just a little bit more about the ideas tab in general, and then we can dive into it in a little bit. Yeah, sure. I mean, it really came down to the fact that the crux of it is people learn how to trade options, but you know, they're still scared to how do I place that first trade? You know, I understand the concept of options. I know how they all work, but when and where do I actually place these trades? So the concept behind ideas is just that, is I want to find ideas or new ideas on how to trade, new opportunities to actually trade. And so that the whole concept under the ideas tab is finding those trades. Yeah. yeah and I think it's cool because like I said, we tried to smash some of these sub tabs like the back tester into trade, but, but it really didn't make sense because when you get to the trade tab, which is the third one, you're actually ready to make a trade or you already have a trade pulled up. So for us, the way that trade is going to be is trade's going to be your home base for your positions, 
for new positions, for managing existing and open positions. I mean, that's really what you're doing in that tab. And when you jump off of that tab, now you're not in trade mode. Now you're in kind of learn or discover, you know, kind of ideas mode. And then finally, the last tab is, is follow. And this to me, like, it's probably the easiest one we'll eventually build out at the end of the day. But to me personally, this is, I think like what the whole platform is worth is this follow section. Because what I've always wanted Option Alpha to be is not a one-way communication street. So like right now I'm communicating one way with 160,000 people. And while that's great, that has its drawbacks and downsides, right? And I want Option Alpha to be this massive communication network where people can connect with each other. Because I'm seeing on my end, I see the value. This is why I continue to run Option Alpha is because I love connecting with people and I learn new things from different traders. But if I'm only connecting with all these people one by one, they're not connecting with each other. And so the follow section is meant to be the new basically mega social network for just options traders. And I think that's what we're going to eventually see all this section is, you know, guys like myself and other traders. And we've even had very long in-depth conversations with some high, I would say like higher profile traders in the industry that are currently doing their own thing that have expressed a lot of interest to jumping over here when this is built out. And to me, that's really cool because I want this to be more of a social network and not just a stock tweets network, you know, where people are just like, berating back and forth, but something where you can actually see what people are trading, follow, comment, you know, message them in the future. Like that's really what the follow section should be. I don't know if you guys have any other comments on that, but to me, that's this crowdsourced intelligence that we're trying to go after. Yeah. And to touch on one of the, one of the comments that was made in the community, I believe on the updates page or possibly it was emailed in, it was about, there's all these new tabs. We don't want it to be confusing, but the beauty of the way that we've set it up, it is when you're in the platform, it is incredibly intuitive the way we have our tabs set up. Uh, so I think our users will have absolutely zero time trying to get used to the platform and the way everything's organized. It's just so incredibly intuitive once you're in there. It's, it's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The idea behind follow really is you can think of Kirk as like user number one of the platform, right? Like everybody's following Kirk right now, but there are industry professionals, as Kirk mentioned, who are interested in this concept. And there are some highly respected options traders, you know, in our own community, in the forum. So what if there were multiple Kirks out there, you know, don't just follow Kirk's strategy. There's people out there who have molded Kirk's strategy into something completely different and they're very profitable doing that. Maybe you could follow them. You know, the whole idea is to subscribe to individual options traders to follow them. Yeah, I think what's cool about it is like, and I'll use MACD Daddy, which everyone knows in the in the community and forum, because he's been around forever. And so like Robert has his own style of trading. And and it's not my style of trading. But but they're very similar in kind of core idea of selling premium. But but you know he runs a wheel strategy and some other stuff. And you know people follow along with Robert, but he needs more than just a forum thread. And I'm using him as kind of like the example in this case, but he needs more than just a forum thread to to allow really everyone to understand what he's doing. He needs a place to post his, you know, full ideas that people can come back to without having to dig through a, you know, long list of scrolling forum ideas. So it's really that idea is that look, you, you know, there's so many different ways you can trade. I mean, like there's, there's not one way to skin this cat, right? And I'm a super conservative trader. One guy on our team is like super aggressive trader. Okay. So like there's multiple ways that you can trade. 
And we just want to give you guys an idea, a way to connect with the people who are like you. You know, you may not like my style of trading. That's fine. But maybe you like Rob's or maybe you like Raph's or Will's or Rocco or, you know, Jack's. Like maybe you like their style of trading more. Fine. Like follow them and see what they're doing and see how you two or you three can, you know, team up and communicate with each other better. So, uh, you know, to me, I think that's, that's going to be so valuable in this new platform. And it's really not super tech. It's just actually connecting what we know we've needed to connect for a long time, which is you guys. All right. So cool. So let's go through some of the new platform stuff, or do you guys want to go through questions? It's up to you. You guys are on this call with us. Uh, I mean, we could just touch on a few things here while we're talking about this, like in and of the follow section, there are certain core features, right? Like one of the most requested things people keep talking about, it, keep asking about it is being able to journal your trades and your performance metrics, right? There's no good tools out there to do this. So we decided to create it and we didn't just want to create it in the way that you have to like manually import your own CSV files or whatever. No, we want it to be automated through TD Ameritrade. And the reason why we wanted all of this stuff automated is that so it integrates with the follow section. So if you want to follow Kirk or you want to follow me, what you're going to be looking at is my feed of trades that I'm making as well as the performance of actual positions that I have in the market that's being fed directly from TD. Yeah, so, this, is, this was a big, this I think is a big industry miss in general. I really do. And I, I've heard this for so long and I, I've seen in the forum and so many people try to create, and people do, you guys create amazing spreadsheets, like way complicated spreadsheets with, you know, 52 tabs, which is great. But the problem that it's has- impressive. It's actually- it, it really is. I mean, it's cra- It's actually very, like I, we send them back and forth to each other. But what I think has been missing in this industry is a way to just use really smart technology to actually just do this for you. Like there's no reason why you should manually do this. I often relate this back to like, nobody right now write, writes checks for bills. Like the technology is there that bills are paid for the exact amount on the exact due date to the right person. Like that technology is there. So you don't have to write checks. Well, like what we're doing now or what a lot of people do now is they do a lot of hand calculations with Excel or whatever they're using to figure out where their you know performance is. And, and to us, it's not just, did you make money? I mean, that's easy to see in your brokerage account. We want to know things like, you know, what strategies are working best for you? You know, like what's your best wins? What's your best losers? You know, how often are you going through drawdowns? You know, things like that. How long are you holding positions? How much premium are you collecting relative to how much, you know, profit? I mean, like some of these stats that we can start to roll out that will just give you more insight into your own trading. To me personally, this is going to be so cool because I get a lot of people who will just flat out quit after two months of trading and, and they just don't know how the stats are evolving. They, they know that things are happening and they can see money going back and forth, but maybe they don't even realize that they're actually winning at the right, like they're winning at a decent win rate. They just have to stick with it a little bit longer. And so, yeah, I think having a, this journal, which is what we're calling it really, you know, will help out. So I don't know, maybe Raf, you want to jump in here and kind of talk about, you've been working on this a little bit with, uh, on the UI side, I think, and the stats page. Yeah. I mean, the stats page is going to be something that everybody's going to have similar to what you have right now, Kirk, um, on your statistics page or performance over time, but it'll be really nice for everybody to have that for their performance. That's pulled directly from TD automatically generated and, kept up to date, right? So it'll be really nice for everybody to know how I'm doing over the last month or year or all time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think one cool feature is the, you know, the ability to group and kind of categorize trades. I know this was a big one for me when we started building this out is, 
you know, sometimes if we close a position, we might use a credit spread order, but it wasn't a credit spread that we closed. You know, it was just one side of an iron condor. So, you know, having the ability to group and, you know, associate different legs together, especially for tracking adjustments. I mean, I can't tell you how many times people have problems just, and I even still like, I manually track it on pen and paper right now, you know, because there's no good way to do it. But this will have the ability to kind of group and associate trades together and say, nope, you know what, this trade was actually with this, like this was an adjustment to this. So let's group these together. Let's, you know, calculate them as one, you know, full complete trade, even after all adjustments. So that's going to be a really, really cool feature when it rolls out. Yeah, I think that's the big industry miss right now is not just the rolling part of it, but the easy easy ways to group trades together as part of a strategy. Like you use the iron condor example. If you close out a credit spread, it gets lost in the the flurry of trades that are placed. So imagine if you could just click and drag, oh no, this credit spread belongs to this strategy and it's tagged as this is my iron condor strategy. And I want to see stats on how I'm doing on just my iron condor strategy. Exactly. You know, click, 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 done. See your stats. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. So the next one up and just kind of our list of that we're going through here. So back in the follow section real quick, one thing that, that people have requested that I think we're going to have coming soon is, is definitely the ability to subscribe to uh, not only people, but then in the forum, just subscribe to feeds. I know right now the way that the forum works is not ideal by any stretch. And I think nobody on this team would definitely would argue with that because we all do not like the current forum software, myself included, but it's doing its job right now. But the new forum software and you know the ability to follow will have a lot of the regular creature comforts that we're used to. So, you know, following, getting notifications and updates on, you know, specific threads that you're following uh, will be a vast improvement, you know, just to get us back to, you know, to square one of where we need to be on that side. Trade tab. You want to go over some of this stuff on trade tab? Sure. All right, cool. Well, I guess we can start with just like watch lists and stuff. Yeah, go ahead, Rob. Yeah, watch list is pretty central. Um, I mean, the watch list is, as you'd imagine, nothing special about it. It's a watch list of your particular tickers. Remember, we we want everything to be integrated, right? So Kirk talks about like this subscribe feed. Well, what if on your feed, you could watch certain things that are happening with your favorite ticker? Like, I don't know what's happening with Delta Airlines. Some new news comes out, pops up on your feed. Kirk placed a trade, pops up on your feed. Some bot is closing some position that you have in the live market, pops up on your feed. You know, we all want it to be integrated. And that's sort of the point of, of the watch list is we want to build it in such a way that it integrates with this feed system. Instead yeah. of just having prices for stocks, you know? Yeah, I think that's a, a good point because what we see a lot right now with broker platforms is a watch list is just basically a digital ticker list. And it doesn't really do a lot for you other than just being there on the sidebar. And, and we want ours to go a little bit beyond that and, and actually feed the things that you truly want to watch. You know, like it's not just a list of tickers, it's things that I want to monitor and see what's happening in. So so I think as we uh, as we progress, the watch list will be will be really important. All right, so let's transition over to other things in the trade tab, mainly just like trading through bots and auto trading. So the first version of what we're going to roll out, and I mentioned this when we did the webinar uh, a couple of months back as well. The first version of what we're going to roll out is going to be auto trading with Kirk, and, and this is the natural progression, honestly, and probably the most realistic progression of what we're going to roll out in kind of version one of the platform, and trading with Kirk is going to be what you guys are used to right now with trade alerts going out, but you'll have the choice then if you connect through TD Ameritrade to have those trades automatically placed in your account. 
And we don't have specifics right now. And actually, we were literally on the phone yesterday with a FINRA attorney to kind of talking through what potentially that might look like and what security thresholds we have to cross over and how much interaction you might actually have to have with the bot. Uh, you'll potentially have to at least set up you know, something along the lines of capital allocation or number of contracts or maximum allocation. So we don't have specifics on that yet until we get kind of feedback from the attorneys on that. But the idea is that V1 is going to be auto trading through somebody that you follow. And so as Rob mentioned, I'll be, I guess, user player number one in that, in that case. And you guys will be able to do that. And then we'll quickly start rolling out, you know, potentially following other people and having the ability to do that. I don't know if you want to talk more about that, Rob, or talk more about, you know, kind of V2 after that. Yeah, sure. I mean, some of you guys are familiar with how Alta 5 worked in the past. And that was sort of like, pick, you could either pick like a strategy that was pre-made as an example strategy that we created, and then you could roll with it, or you could write your own strategy. So what we found out was 98 or 99% of people were just clicking one of the example strategies, and they just wanted it to run in the market. You know, so the people who were actually sitting down there and writing code was minimal. So we figured that we could reach a lot more people. This is why Kirk talks about the natural progression. It's because a lot of people don't know how to write code. It's just the reality of it. So I don't know how to write code. I don't want to write any code. That's why I keep, yeah, and we know that. Like, I'm not writing any code. For sure, I know nobody, (laughs) a lot of of other people are not writing code. Yeah. No, but people take stabs at it. And I I do, it's, it's pretty remarkable. People who have never written a line of code in their lives before, they say, I want to create this strategy and I'm going to, learn how to write Python or learn how to, you know, whatever. So version one is follow Kirk. You know, most of our community is following Kirk's trades religiously right now. So that's what we're going to do. Version two is going to be, can you pick your own strategies? And we're going to list out all the strategies, hopefully for people to choose. So if you want to run an iron condor strategy, you know, you can fill out this form and run it, you know, and then version three down the line, maybe we release you know, the APIs for people who want the APIs to write their own bots and stuff. Yeah. But as I that said, might that's be, that might be further. 1%. Yeah. 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 Then that might be further down the line. So we're not discounting the fact that there's people who want to do that because we know there are, but, yeah. but that's probably not, definitely not going to be, you know, V1 or V2. And, and the idea behind, you know, doing Kirk's alerts first and kind of, you know, following and auto trading with the person first is that, you know, we want to make sure one, you know, everything works as is. And we want to get a lot of feedback before we jump to the next stage. So I fear that we would release something too quickly and and then not really kind of, you know, meet the standards of what everyone's expecting. And so we really want to be cognizant of this. I think, you know, for elite members and pro members, they're going to get probably the earlier access to, to stuff like this whenever it goes out as, you know, mostly beta testers to be able to say, hey, look, here's you know, something that we're rolling out and, you know, kind of mess around with it or, you know, look at it, give us your feedback. And then we'll go, you know, I guess more public with things as we keep going forward. Yeah. I mean, options trading is scary enough when you're first learning how to do it. So forcing people to write code as we found is not the best way to go. No. So, but being able to forward test and paper trade and get comfortable with it is, you know, the best way forward in my opinion. Yep. So let's talk about brokers for a second. So we've talked about this ad nausea, but it's worth repeating. We will only launch right now at this current moment with TD Ameritrade. We just renewed our agreement with them. I think it's the second or third renewal that the company's had with TD Ameritrade for, for our agreement with them. And they're very excited about the whole platform. So they've been insanely supportive. I know Rob and Jack and some of the other developers have worked with their AI team like way back when just to make sure that, uh, or their API team to make sure that 
actually the API could handle kind of what we're going to have coming down the pipeline. So, so that's been really exciting to have, have them on board to do this. I don't think that that, you know, inhibits us by any stretch because we've already had even recently very good discussions with other brokers about them opening up web APIs. But the problem that we do have or that we see in the industry right now is that a lot of brokers that many people are asking for, interactive brokers, Tastyworks, we would love to have conversations around integrating with guys like that, but they don't have yet a public web API, if I'm saying that right, Rob. They don't have yeah, a public yeah. web API. And so although we'd love to connect with them, you know, kind of their arms are shut and they don't want hugs from us, you know, or anybody else really, you know, because they don't have a way for us to connect to their system. So so I think in the future, I mean, obviously, you know, our goal is, you know, to give you guys as much choice as possible, right? And so having more brokers connected is definitely an avenue that we're going to consider, but we need somebody else to, you know, kind of dance along with us too. Yeah, it's funny we're talking about this because there was somebody who just posted in the forums a couple of days ago about how they were creating a bot. Like I'd never done this before, you know, but pre our release of bot trading, they wanted to take a stab at creating a bot and they hired a developer to do it. And he's doing it through interactive brokers, but he's recognizing some of the pitfalls of doing it through IB. And one of them is that in order to run through the the API, you have to have the interactive brokers platform running on your desktop in order to connect through it. And he's saying, so then how the hell do I watch my trades from work? And, you know, he's downloading an app on his phone so that he can bring your desktop with you, right? Remote (laughs) desktop onto his computer home. It's like, so imagine all of that headache times 150,000 users, you know, it's just not possible. So, yeah. I mean, from somebody who has built bots and has bots running and has built them in different platforms, it is not an easy task at all to a, learn the APIs, integrate with them, build the bot, like everything. And that was just for myself, right? So now, like Rob and Kirk are saying, building this for thousands of users is a huge task. And this is why, you know, it's it's a big undertaking that we're doing. Yeah. Well, what's important though, and, and like... So I don't want people to get lost in this like conversation. It's obviously we recognize obviously that it's hard to do. Like I, I definitely cannot do it. So I'm not the one in there doing this. And this is why we're building this out because Option Alpha is going to be, you know, the the bridge to using, you know, better technology to help you emotionally remove yourself from the market. And that's the whole idea is to help you simplify this so that you don't have to do as much when you have time to trade. And if you don't have as much time to trade to help you automate some of this stuff as much as possible. And so that means that it's going to be as, you know, minimalist and as intuitive and as simplistic and efficient as humanly possible. But that, that, that takes time. And that, that's what we're trying to do is we want to make sure that whatever we roll out, whenever it happens, that it's really easy to use and it's incredibly efficient and functional so that it gets the job done. And it's not just glorified tech that, you know, makes your life harder. That's the plan. All right, cool. All right, so let's jump into ideas and research. So, Will, you want to take this one for a little bit and jump on one of these? Sure. So, like I said before, the ideas and research tab, you know, we really wanted to make sure that everything was uh, super intuitive. And when you're in the ideas and research tab, that's that, that's that's all you're doing. It's just you're just trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? And then move on to the, uh, the, the trade tab. So, as part of our research, we wanted to really make it so that you only have in front of you the information and fields that you fill out that you're actually going to use uh, to go back to what Kirk said about having, uh, you know, analysis paralysis uh, that you can have over at Thinkorswim. We want to eliminate 
virtually everything that isn't really going to move the needle and keep to really the fields and information that, that, that you care about on one easy to look at page where you get information and then you can process that information and then move on to your trade as quickly as possible. So I really think everyone's going to be super happy with everything that we've, uh, we've put forward all the way down to the UI of our, of our graphs, uh, just being super easy. So you're only seeing that, you know, what you uh, need to see. So I have to really give all the credit to the UI here, uh, to Raph. He's worked incredibly hard at, at building and showing all the data that, that you're going to be seeing. So Raph, do you want to touch on a little bit more about your thought process behind the way you've, you've built everything, and which is really, to me, <laughs> like a work of art? Sure. Yeah. So I mean, I've worked on the back tester a lot, which I know a lot of people have asked a lot of questions about that and, and what we're going to be re- releasing with that. And in fact, even within the team, um, you know, we went through a ton of iterations of what the form will look like, what the results page will look like for the new back tester. So I know that everybody really cares about that and, and the community does. And we also care about that a lot. That's why I went through it a bunch of times. And I think Kirk might have, uh, might have shared some of the screenshots with you guys. The nice thing about the idea is, is that it'll also be tied in with your watch list lines, right? So you'll be able to see ideas generated based on the watch list tickers that you're going to be selecting. So as Will mentioned, the idea there is that you'll, you'll land on this section and it'll be generated ideas by the system and by Otis that you guys have heard about. And then you'll be able to place trades. So very easy, very intuitive. And it's like this like two-step flow. Yeah, I think one of the most exciting things about research, and just to remind you guys, if you haven't looked at the updates page, when we say the ideas and research tabs, we're talking about opportunities, talking about Otis, we're talking about the prediction engine, which we'll get into later, research reports, backtesting, all of that stuff. And really the way we design this from the ground up is to rank. Everything is about ranking things, ranking opportunities, ranking back tests, you know, in such a way that all the best stuff will float to the top, you know, because we want people to be able to discover new strategies that they might not have thought of, you know, like these are the back tests that are ranking for top percent returns or top profit factor, what have you. So when we say like finding ideas, that's what we're talking about. And I, I think what's cool about the ideas tab is that it's not to tell you to look for ideas one way, but it's meant to help like rise the tide, if you will, of all the ways that people are used to looking for ideas. That's going to be like pre-screen stuff that you can, you know, build in yourself. Like if you want ranking and filtering, just like we have right now on the watch list. Okay, great. If you want us to kind of curate a list of top opportunities based on, you know, what we can run on the back end, we'll populate that list for you. So you can just come in and say, holy crap, these are the you know top 10 trades that I should potentially make today. Like based on the market data that we have right now and at this exact moment, this is what we should be trading. You know, these are the strategies that, you know, have the best, you know, expected performance or have the best, you know, numbers associated with them. That's really cool. Some people want that. Other people want the ability to go in and just to continue to run back tests. And so what we've done with the back testers not only just expanded what we can do strategy-wise and ticker-wise, but also we've expanded out the parameters and settings you can use in addition to now showing everyone all of the back tests that have been previously run. And this is a really cool feature because 
as we continue to update and as more people run back tests, the natural progression is going to be the top strategies you're going to float to the top. And that's really cool. You don't even have to run strategies. You can just sit there and watch and refresh the page every day and let, you know, maybe other people run a bunch of strategies and you'll see the natural progression of, you know, the top strategies kind of outranking each other all the way up the list. That's really interesting because then you can go in and you can kind of pick and choose your own journey of how you like to find ideas, which is really unique. And I don't think anybody's doing that. Nobody is doing this. I mean, this is true crowdsourced intelligence. We as a community will find better ways to trade options. Yeah. And we also have like the, the social aspect of it. So people will be able to like the back tests and comment on them. True. True. And I didn't even mention that, but that's it. You're right. That's a really cool, you know, everything's commented and, you know, likable, which is, which is great. So, you know, if Raf runs, runs a back test on Apple and it does really well, you know, you can see all the comments that people might have of, you know, asking questions. Well, how do we set this up? And, oh, I've traded this for the last two months. It's actually done well, or whatever the case is, you know, having that running catalog of, you know, list and commentary is going to be really helpful just to get more value out of something that we already use right now. All right, cool. So let's move on to Otis for a second. So I think Otis is really cool. And then we'll get to research and talk about research in a little bit, which me and Rob are actually working on this morning. But let's talk about Otis. And I want the granddaddy of Otis to <laughs> describe <laughs> to describe Otis a little bit. But so, okay, so here's the deal though. And I don't know how this actually evolved, but correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, like you literally said like that you built this over a week. It was like over a weekend or something. And you were just like, hey guys, I was messing around and I I think I built something or I, it was something like it happened so fast overnight to me. It was just, it was crazy. And maybe you can kind of like go back through the history of Otis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Otis was the first real project that I worked on. And it's just when Jack and I were just messing around one day talking about possibilities, you know, like basically daydreaming about if we could create stuff that we would use to trade options, like regardless of anything else, regardless of the fact that we're trying to run a business, what would we create? And we came up with what was essentially Otis, you know, and, and basically Otis is our entire platform's intelligence. That's what it is. But when we talk about Otis specifically, what people are going to most associate it with is doing price prediction. And I just want to clear the air, like, as we get into this about what Otis is and what it's not, because, you know, without naming names, there are some other people in the industry, companies, services that are, they claim that they can predict prices with 85 to 90% accurate, accuracy. They can't. Let me just clear that up right now. They can't do it. Um, I've read all of the academic studies. I've done all of the research. It just can't be done. But to break it down, imagine... You have to make some assumptions, right? Assume the markets are completely random. And if you believe this, then to predict the direction of the market, you have a 50% chance because mathematically there's only two outcomes. The market can go up or can go down. So the discussion was, can we do better than 50% even marginally? And if you can do better than 50%, whatever better you do, that's your edge. So for instance, if we can predict the market 55% of the time, if they're truly random, then that means we have 5% edge in the market. And so what Otis really is, is a prediction engine, but this is where it gets special, right? Otis is like user number one of creating predictions. So Otis runs and he turns data all day and he'll create a, a prediction. And how he does that is through a machine learning technology of a support vector regression algorithm. And so he'll produce prices, right? 
And the beauty of the community aspect is Otis predicts prices and Otis might be right and Otis might be wrong, but the community can either agree with him or disagree with him. And if I disagree with what Otis is doing, I can, you know, predict my own price, my own personal price for, I don't know, the SPY expiration three weeks from now. And if enough people in the community predict prices, we then get crowdsource intelligence for what the community thinks is going to happen, what Otis machine learning and AI technology is going to happen. And we can just, we can play with that. You know, who's right? Are the humans right? Are the machines right? Comment, like, subscribe, get the community going. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think what's really cool to me about Otis, just so that maybe we get more context around this is that what we're not, what we know to be true is that there's obviously hedge funds out there and prop shops that are using AI technology, right? It's not, it's not anything that's, you know, not known in the market, I guess, or not known by players. And so the, the the challenge is, okay, everything that they have lives in, for many cases, like a black box, and we don't even know what edge they have. And so we thought to ourselves, like, look, how can we develop something that we can, you know, basically give out to our users and to our members that can just show its reliability in different tickers as it goes. And this is going to be really cool as it starts to, you know, and it's already doing this right now in the back end, but you know, when it goes live and everyone can start to access it, you'll be able to, you know, in some cases see like how predictive or, or what kind of variance Otis has with its prediction. And that's really cool. And again, it's not that we're trying to get, you know, a 35% edge in the market because it's just not possible. But if we can stack some of these edges on top of one another, uh, the edge from selling premium, which we know exists, you know, the implied volatility premium, we can stack that edge on top of even a slight edge in kind of direction or assumption, man, that's really powerful. I mean, like that, that creates a really powerful opportunity for you. Right. That's a good point. I mean, it comes down to, it's not just Otis, like, yes, Otis predicts prices. That's great. But as Kirk mentioned, it's about stacking edge. If you have an edge by selling stuff, selling premium and high IVR, that's awesome. If you have a slight 5% edge by um, listening to Otis, you know, all the better. Um, But one of the great things about Otis is Otis feeds and the community predictions will feed basically the ranking engine for opportunities. And this is, this is a new concept that I don't, haven't seen anybody else in industry do. And basically what it means is if Otis predicts that, I don't know, SPY is going to close up three points by next expiration, you can view or find opportunities to trade based on that assumption being true. If you disagree with it, you think SPY is going to fall three points, find opportunities based on that assumption. You know, it's, it's fantastic, really. Yeah. It's just, again, it's a, it's a great way to use smart technology to hopefully make you or help you guys make better trades and, and just like use this stuff to your advantage versus it just being in a black box somewhere else that someone else is using. So, you know, I think Otis is going to be, it's going to be cool. You can see it. You'll be able to see his performance. He'll be a user. So, you know, he'll have his own little avatar and he'll have his own, you know, personality. He'll probably be sipping lattes somewhere sometime. And, you know, one of the photos of his profile, but I mean, like he'll show you all of his price, but you'll see how accurate it's going to be or not. And that's really cool. That's that, that to me is, it's going to be cool to see how that evolves over time. So yeah, and as Kirk said, I I want to be transparent about this. I mean, there is no magic voodoo science going on here. If you have questions about how Otis works, I'll answer them. I mean, all these hedge funds out there. Yeah, definitely send those to Rob. Please do not send those to me. <laughs> I'm trying. I bet Rob's filled me in on it. I've been on a lot of calls with Rob talking about it, but like the intricacies of it. 
send those to Rob. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. So research. So research has been a big thing that we like to do here. There's obviously benefits and drawbacks to doing back testing research. We all know that you know history is not going to you know be the exact replica of what's going to happen in the future. But to me, research and back testing gives us the broad strokes of what generally works and what generally doesn't work. It gives us a guidepost versus a pinpoint is what I like to say to people. So things that we've been working on on the back end, not only just enhanced data that we're collecting, but also we have run already research on covered calls, which I've been working on. And I think I actually posted on Facebook a couple of week, uh, a couple of days ago, just kind of a little screenshot teaser about it. Iron condors, we started to do long calls, which that research is very fascinating. And then earnings trades. Some of this stuff we've already kind of gone over with elite members on strategy calls and Q&A calls. So uh, the research itself is going to be nothing new when it comes out as far as like the results, but it's just writing up the reports and putting together, you know, massive amounts of tables and heat maps uh, that takes a little bit of time. So Rob, I don't know if you want to dive into more about, you know, like what we're doing, but the idea is to expand and blow up the research section like never before. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, most of the research you guys have seen out there in industry, it's like, let's try and run a study on a, I don't know, 30 Delta strangle on these five tickers and see how it performs. Well, our, again, if we were creating something that we would want to know, we would want to see as options traders, how would we do it? Well, Kirk and I sat down and said, well, we'd want to know how all strategies perform on all tickers. So as you can imagine, the data just grows exponentially. So we, what we do is we create combinations of parameters that you'd input into a strategy you know, like iron condors, instead of just trading 30 deltas, um, 30 short deltas and a five delta wing, it's like, let's do 30 deltas, 35, 40 with that five delta wing and everything in between. And we'll see what happens, you know? So it's, it's on a massive, massive scale that's never been done before. Yeah. And I think, you know, like the pushback I get with a lot of people with research in general is mainly like, well, if you're averaging all of these different tickers, like then why, you know, like then it's just going to average out performance, but, but it really doesn't honestly, like it doesn't do that in the results. So even if you average it, there's still very clear lines of distinction between what works and what doesn't, but even more to that point, why would I not want to trade a lot of different tickers? Therefore, why would I not want to average performance across a lot of different tickers? You know, to me, tra- testing, you know, SPY in 52 different versions it's fine, but what happens if SPY doesn't perform like SPY? And, and why would I want to just trade SPY? I would want to trade things that are uncorrelated to SPY and build a diversified portfolio. So, you know, backtesting for me is a really, really key component because I think it sets the foundation to say we do this and we don't do that, you know? And, and then from there, you can get very detailed, right? So things like we don't use stop losses. Okay, well, Maybe we don't use stop losses and we use a 25% profit target. But somebody might say, oh, well, I want to use a 50% profit target. That's fine, but you're still using a profit target versus you know, using a stop loss, which will create more losing trades. So it's that kind of distinction that we want to get out of these research reports. And, and you guys are going to love them. And, and they're like, they crashed my computer twice in the last two days, just loading them up. So yep. Yep. <laughs> hopefully we can get them in a format that's you know, easily accessible to you guys. All right, cool. I think that's pretty much it on a platform updates. Anything else that we missed? One thing I, I forgot to write on our list here was people loved that correlations research and more of it's coming, believe me. I mean, people were so adamant about the correlate or uncorrelated uh, ticker stuff that I actually built it into the platform. 
And I don't know if it's going to be in version one or version two, or whatever, but basically what you're going to be able to see is when you're on the watch list and you're looking at Apple and you want to know what is or is not correlated to Apple, you'll be able to see it. Yeah. And I've never seen that available anywhere else. That's super powerful. Like nobody had, yeah, definitely nobody has that. I love that aspect. So, all right. So let's get into some of the questions from the community. I think we can circle back. I'll circle back and finish up with education stuff and the new courses and certification stuff. But Will, do you want to kind of run this and you know, run these questions and then we can answer them as we see fit? You can be the moderator for these questions. Sure. Uh, let's see here. Sounds good. All right. Uh, let's see here. First, uh, let's, we had probably the, the number one topic for all the questions was regarding auto trading. So first question. Hey, Kirk. Honestly, I would like to know when, those, uh, when, when the bots are coming. From my perspective, that would offer the biggest value as I work a real job and can't find the time to log in sometimes and make trades. I thought this was a, a great question and, and, and probably uh, applies to the, the broadest stroke of our users. Yeah. Yeah. So by the way, these are questions that all come from, that we said they would, they all come from questions that people submitted on optionup.com slash updates or just replied to our emails and just kind of submitted these in. So these are all questions from you guys. Look, so the bots are coming for sure. So do we have an official date on what that is? Of course we can't, you know, we don't know what that is until we continue to build out that tech stack, but it'll be V2. So the bots will be V2. We've already internally just talking about those have gone through multiple iterations of, of what they might look like, how they might function and how they might be used. So I think the ultimate idea is to get a lot of feedback from users on, you know, the auto trading in the first version, being able to follow and, you know, follow people's trades immediately, and then uh, see how that affects or impacts how we build out, you know, full-fledged, you know, trading. Right, right. I just want to chime in quick and say, like, this is the type of user that we're building this platform for, period. This this was me two years ago, because when I used to work for the government, I used to work in facilities where we didn't have access to outside phones, computers, whatever. And I still wanted to trade options. I didn't want to have to go out to my car and, and trade on my phone, right? So the whole idea is if you can automate this process for people who have lives to run, you know, because you can't be sitting in front of a computer screen all day. This is me too. Yep. I got three crazy kids. So I agree. <laughs> all right. We had another question. This was from a uh, Option Alpha uh, user that was uh, previously an Alta 5 user. So if you want to build out some simple bots like you could have on uh, Alta 5, like for instance, like on Iron Condors with minimal entry trigger settings and management, is this something that's going to be available on our platform? So the short answer to that is it'll be available at some point. We don't know what it will look like if it will have the same functionality as before, where it was a all-encompassed bot, where it's all together, or if the entry and exit will be split into managers of different, you know, performance types or different, you know, physical styles of management, aggressive versus conservative. So, uh, so it'll come. It's just what form will it take? Great, great. Then also for our non-U.S. traders, uh, how will they or it, will they be able to have access to to auto trading? So as far as I know, through TD Ameritrade and Thinkorswim right now, you have to have a US-based account to connect. People will still have access to get into the platform, but the actual connection through TD Ameritrade has to be through a US-based account. I do know, I think some people have kind of skirted the issue that are in like Singapore, but they have a US address. I won't get into the specifics of that or like what the legalities are on that. But I do know some people have said that they they are international, but they have an account and they 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 could connect. So we'll see what it is. But again, as far as like access to the platform and use of the tools and technology, 
anybody who's got, you know, one of the the premium accounts or, you know, one of the higher level accounts when we launch will have access to it. It's just the actual function of trading through your broker that you might not be able to do. Yeah. At minimum, if people have geographic restrictions while we're still trying to figure all this stuff out, we want to reduce friction as much as possible. So imagine you can't place trades or auto trades at minimum you're going to have an app with push notifications and you'll receive real-time updates on whatever you want at the moment that whoever you're following is placing a trade, whether it be Kirk or someone else. So that's faster now. That would be much faster than receiving emails. Yes. Right. Great. All right. And this next question comes in from one of our uh, more advanced traders. Will it be API and command line ready? Uh, A lot of stuff is hard to script. So uh, will it have this advanced functionality? At some point, at some point, we hope to open up the API um, for people who want to do that advanced type stuff, but not initially. Great, great. That's, that's very exciting. So, all right, let's uh, move on to the journaling functionality of, uh, of the new platform. First question here, will the trade alerts and portfolio features on the website be updated in real time? Yes, that's a big one for me is, you know, what we do now through connecting through TD Ameritrade is, is very low or like, I, what's the right word, like terminology, like slow latency, like it's has like just a extremely long lag time. And so believe me, I recognize that. And that's a big one. So yeah, with the new platform, it's going to be and everything will be lightning fast. And it's, it's ridiculous how fast it is because we don't have lots of plugins, you know, slowing it down. So Everything will be updated real time. You'll be able to comment on every, you know, alert that goes out, you know, videos right on that specific alert. So everything is just a lot better categorized too, in addition to being updated more in real time. Great, great. Uh, and this next question, I think uh, we, we more or less addressed uh, earlier in the, in the podcast, but the journaling being automated for your own personal trades and strategies and not having to fiddle with spreadsheets or formulas to evaluate your own performance, that that is a functionality that we're going to be launching with. Of course. And that I think was Rick. And Rick, you're 100% right. It's coming and uh, we recognize it. Great, great. All right, next, let's uh, move on. We had a a few questions regarding Otis. So uh, Rob, you can probably touch on this one a little bit more, but I'd like to hear about how AI or Otis is working with auto trading and its ability to predict predict stock price. I know we, we touched on a little bit more, but maybe if you wanted to maybe top it off. Sure. Yeah, it's you have to think of it more of a flow, right? The artificial intelligence is not, it's not making money for you. It's presenting opportunities to you. So Otis or the AI could predict a price, right? And you, you as a user have to decide if you agree with what Otis predicts or if you agree with what the community is predicting. And basically opportunities will be presented based off of whatever that prediction is. And opportunities are, you know, I'm being very vague about it because it could be anything from alpha rank to, you know, back-tested strategies that work or whatever, you know. Great. All right, next. And actually, this is my, personally, this is my favorite question uh, that we received out of all of them. One of our members wants to create a death bot, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) So this user has some success selling in and uh, selling and buying back calls going down uh, or puts going up. But they could only manage two or three underlyings. They want to know if, if Otis can manage a hundred or maybe even a thousand underlyings. Is, is this uh, is this something that is going to be possible with Otis? 
is it possible? 100%. And this is what we all want to do, believe me. But we have to get there first. You know, got to you got to crawl before you can walk. You got to walk before you can run. So we all want this. We all want to be able to do this. And this is why I loved Alta 5 so much because I was creating this. And believe me, Jack, who is CEO of Alta 5, um, now CEO of Option Alpha, he hated me when I was beta testing Alta 5 because I completely destroyed their data server and locked it up a bunch of times. So if you, if any of you Alta 5, original Alta 5ers out there were creating bots and you woke up one morning and Gross. none of the bots were starting and stuff like that, that was my fault. So you can blame, <laughs> blame that on me. That's why we hired you, Rob, because we want the guy who broke it to come and fix it. <laughs> yeah, right. Thoughts. We're getting there. We're getting there. Slowly but right. surely. No, but I think the idea is good. I mean, I think that the end result is that, you know, where we see this industry going is is definitely, you know, to the direction where like we can't watch as humans more than a couple of things and, and using tech, you know, set up correctly and in a smart fashion to be able to watch and monitor things that we just can't physically do is going to be amazing. And again, this is, it's already being done in many cases on a stock level. Just nobody's done it on options yet, you know, for some reason. So. Right. I mean, step one is we're trying to automate what a human would do, right? And this is critically important to understand. You as a human, how would you trade? That's what we're trying to automate. The next step after that is we want to trade in such a way that humans cannot, right? Whether that being faster at a volume or a number of tickers, that's just impossible for a human to be able to watch. But that's like, that's you get your merit badge for advanced bot trading (laughs) stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And this next one, this one hit closest to home for me personally. I have no problem entering into trades, but I struggle when it comes time to adjust or roll. I know it'd be a backlog item, but if Otis could offer suggestions or indicators as to when it is time to modify an existing position, it would certainly help immensely. And I just want to add amen. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, you know, like this one I thought was really interesting. And so I thought, you know, the insight on this one wasn't necessarily something I thought about, you know, as much as maybe I need to right now. But but my thought process on exiting trades is is that it should be pretty standard. You know, adjustments and rolling is a highly subjective thing. Uh, to me, it's so subjective because it it's relying mostly on, you know, what the construct of your portfolio is at the time. You know, you may not need to roll a position that's being challenged because it might just be the one position that you need in case a black swan hits, you know? So for that reason, the complexity of building out something that might suggest a role uh, has to be next level that not only analyzes the position, but potentially even the portfolio as a whole, you know, to see if it would, you know, be a detriment to the whole portfolio. It's like, you know, should you amputate your left arm or your right arm? <laughs> you know, like, well, what's that going to do to the, to the body, but... you know, or, you know, or maybe you don't do anything, you know, and that's the kind of, I think, thing that that's going to answer, but it's a really cool question and something, you know, we have on our list, obviously. Right. Great. All right. Next, we're going to move on to the, some of the alert alerts that we're going to have in the, in the new platform. And, and it, personally, I love this because it's really going to help our users be more efficient with, with using the platform. So first question, will there be a direct link to the specific daily videos in the email alert in the new system? Often, I want to go back to watch a video as I study the alerts from the previous days, but it's rather hard to identify which video is which. Yeah. So the short answer to this is yes. So yeah, that was a, a definitely a complaint that we hear. I get it. There's no better way to do it right now in the system. So in the new platform, we are building it out so that every video has its own, 
you know, box that you can comment, like on, et cetera, and, and find. So yes. Okay, great. Uh, let's see here. All right, now on to the back tester. So the back tester, it's, uh, I would say, I would be a, an understatement to say this is an incredibly complex piece of the program to, uh, to, to the build. It's going to be incredibly powerful. So for instance, something like taxes, for instance, like Kirk, you know, taxes are different for everyone. Maybe there's a better question for, uh, for, for Rob on the sort of limitations for the back tester, but because it's different for everyone, uh, can maybe touch on a little bit on why we are probably not going to have uh, taxes rolled into some of this functionality. Yeah. Well, I'll jump in here real quick before Rob does, because he can expand on stuff. But you know, what we've built out already for the back tester is already a massive improvement on what we have, which, which was already pre-planned. Things like you know more updated data, which is going to be updated, I think, on a monthly basis at the very least. So everything is going to be more fresh and ongoing in a continuous fashion. Additional filters and figures like, you know, exiting at a certain date till expiration. So, you know, something that's really popular right now is, you know, do you exit a position five days before expiration, regardless of what happens or the day before expiration or 20 days before expiration? So that kind of functionality is built in. Things like taxes and commissions, which are really subjective to every single person, you know, to me is something that I think people you know, could figure out on their own. And, and even more so with commissions nowadays, most brokers are, are gravitating towards zero. And with brokers like Robinhood, you know, brokers that'll offer commission rebates in the future, you know, like that's, it shouldn't be as much of an issue in the future, but you can calculate it. So I don't know, but Rob, I mean, you've said like, there's a million things we could do with it. We're just, you know, we're trying to figure out what to do with it next after this. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the back tester that we recreated is definitely improvement. As you mentioned, there's still a lot of work to be done, guys. Believe me. Um, I can't wait to hear your suggestions about stuff you would love to see. But you have to remember the my goal in doing all of this stuff is to build an integrated platform. And so when you start saying like, "Oh, I want to build taxes or commissions in a specific back test," that might not be applicable to other traders. And our number one goal is to build that crowdsource intelligence with everybody looking at the same data, you know? So if you have a commission figure that's built into a back test or taxes or whatever, it just doesn't make sense for other traders and won't be as useful. So we want to compare apples to apples basically with all of the data on the site. And that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And then uh, on the back tester, uh, I guess it can consolidate uh, all the uh, the questions that really had to do with, uh, with filters, whether it's maximum IV, or having multiple filters all on the uh, on the same page. For instance, one user said he wanted to compare ion condors with straddles, which is you know cumbersome cumbersome now. Or for instance, with daily versus weekly. So maybe you guys can touch on a little bit more about the filtering function for the back tester. Sure, Rob, you want to take this question? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, of course. So there are going to be more filters that we will have as part of our number. You want to run a back test this. Somebody asked a specific question about maximum IV filter. There will be maximum IV filter. As for comparing different, like comparing uh, straddles or like strangles together for the same ticker, we are, aren't planning on having that for V1, but it is something that we've added to the list of things that we will consider for future versions. And I know there's also another one, for example, showing different exit thresholds. So for example, none 25%, 50% or 75% uh, profit taking. We also won't have that for 
V1, but it's also something that we've talked about as a team and potentially will consider for the future. Right. Another one was comparing the performance of the strategy against a benchmark like SPY or SPX and comparing it to the actual underlying yeah. all, idea, all ideas that we're tracking. To me, just so everyone's clear, and I, I keep saying this about the backtester versus research because it's a, a big distinction. You know, the backtester in its current form is one by one, and then you just get to see it yourself. The new version is obviously like the backtester on steroids, and then everyone gets to see kind of the crowdsourced intelligence of the rest of the community running backtests. So already you have a leg up there because now you get to see maybe what you wouldn't have initially thought of as being a profitable strategy being run by someone else somewhere else, and that strategy is now filtered into the top as one of the top performers. But that's all done on a one-by-one basis. The reason that we want to do and continue to do a lot of research is because you can only do so many of these back tests one by one, you know, and even if you had the ability to say run four back tests at the same time, you're capturing just a fraction of the potential output of a strategy or the parameters that you could use that like Rob, what was that? How many back tests did we do in like the recent iron condor study? It was, you know, 38 million, 38 million tests. Okay. So like wow. you, couldn't Imagine run, that. you couldn't even run that many tests all the time, even if you wanted to, it would just take too much time and please don't try to do it on the platform. Okay. So <laughs> But, um, but the idea is that research is going to be your guidepost to say like, hey, this is generally the direction you should be heading in, maybe you know, 40 days to expiration and really wide wings and taking profits at 25%. Okay, great. Now you use that and you start to use a back test to maybe you know, really hone in that strategy on a particular ticker that you're interested in. You know, that's how really people should be looking at it. So if you want to do massive you know, scale like that with a back tester, just look at the research. I mean, you save yourself a ton of time because we've already done it and we probably did things you didn't even think of. Right. What I'm actually excited about is learning from the community as well, because we're just a handful of guys and we're researching stuff that we think would be useful. Totally. But maybe somebody else out there is smarter than we are and they're back testing stuff that we wouldn't even think to think of, you know, and that could spawn a whole new set of research. That's yeah. what I'm excited about. Yeah, totally. I, I think that's that's where I got, you know, where I was starting in the beginning, like the power of the community is just so untapped right now. It's crazy. It's just so untapped. Okay, sorry, keep going, Will. Oh, no. Let's see here. All right, next, uh, move on to a couple of questions regarding the user experience and, and interface. One of our users said that you need something more more simple. And after looking at the updates page, there are seem to be some additional tabs. You know, I've spoken earlier about how it's so intuitive when you're in the platform and it's just, it's really incredible. We spent a ton of time iterating and thinking about it. And I'm super happy with what we have. Kirk, maybe you can touch on a little bit more about maybe the thought process behind it and how it's, it's incredibly simple and intuitive to use. Okay. So I'm maybe not the best person on this only because I like have recently, so this is the downside for like one of my drawbacks for sure. So I am a very much creative person when it comes to like how I built out option alpha originally. So what is there now was all built by me. So like the pages and the buttons and the links and granted, I think it looks pretty good. But what I've learned in, you know, kind of expanding my horizons and, you know, UI and UX you know, talking to guys like Rafa and Jack and, you know, Will and Rock and Rocco, like I, I didn't know as much as I know now. And I think the Option Alpha platform is incredibly clunky and it's probably not the best organized that it could possibly be. And so what we really tried to do, and I think 
everyone is on the same page, which is cool because I'm learning and watching these guys do it is like really scrutinize everything that we're kind of adding to the platform. Like, do we really need a button there? You know, do we really need all this other complexity of this additional sidebar or not, or, you know, sub tabs or not? And we've tried to boil it down to just the most critical elements that, that honestly help you. And if it's there, it's there for a reason because we feel like it's so important that it can't be left out. Maybe Raph, you can talk about it. Yeah, of course. You know, that's something that I've worked on a lot in the past of previous jobs, working with designers or UX specialists and, and really thinking through how a user would use the site. And, and at some point, we'll also go, go through some user testing, very likely, which will also influence this process. But, you know, we're constantly thinking as to do we need a side nav here or how do we make it all sort of seem very similar to the user when you go from learn to ideas to trade to follow so that users can always know that, okay, the main content of the page is in this area. That's where the eye should go. And, you know, going to that, back to that comment that this user from the community asked, I really want to hear, you know, exactly what you, what feedback you have as we were posting these screenshots and as we progress and, and Kirk updates the updates page on the website, I really care to hear about what seems confusing because maybe it's something that I or the team had, haven't thought about um, and could really, you know, change things. So I really like to hear from you guys on that. Yeah, I mean, look, we're a guy, bunch of guys who are building this out and we continue to listen to people. But the best thing you can do if you're listening to this podcast right now is just watch that updates page and continuously provide our, your feedback. And we can't do everything for everybody. Like that's impossible to do, right? But what we want to do is we want to get a lot of ideas. We want to get a lot of different like ways of seeing it that maybe we don't know because we're so ingrained in it. Sometimes we've got to pull back to the 10,000 foot view and say, oh yeah, that's right. Like we have to remember that people like to do this or they like to do that. But it's something that's really important to us because I mean, truth be told, like, and you guys know this that are on the call with me, but like, like I don't want option alpha is not stopping here. Like we're, like we're growing so fast so we want to be able to be the platform that everybody uses in the future. That's where we're going to be. We're going to be the platform that everybody trades options on. And so we want to make sure that it's super simple for everybody to do. And just know that we read everything. Me especially. Mm-hmm. Every, every post on the forums, I read them. Check in there every day. I don't comment on everything, but I'm there reading, getting a feel for the community, what people yeah, like, what they don't like, what they want, what they don't want. So keep the conversation going because I'm reading it, man. Yeah, I know. And check your grammar because Rob always like corrects me on my grammar. <laughs> like always dyslexic writing stuff. And so I edit it like 15 times. <laughs> he's always like, he's like, hey, just you, you missed a little one there. And I'm like, okay, gotcha. So yeah, he does read it also. All right. Sorry. Yep. I think I've commented the other day that you missed a question mark. I, I really do. Like I, I try very hard, but I think my brain moves faster than I type for sure. So <laughs> you're just so high speed, Kirk. I try. Well, I got kids, so I got to get it done before they wake up. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Here. Let's move on to a couple uh, miscellaneous questions that uh, that we had here. First one, are there any plans for an option alpha app? The answer to that question is yes, but it's probably not going to be in first rollout. But yeah, we definitely want to have an app. I think that's a logical progression because we need things like push notification and we realize more people are mobile trading. That's a huge you know, thing that we're looking for. And we're building the whole platform to be mobile first anyway. So, so we're not building it to be just desktop and then we'll roll out a mobile version later. Like it's all going to be integrated from day one. 
Right. And remember, the Alta 5 had a uh, gorgeous iPhone app as well. And I, I like to show off to people. So it's definitely possible, as we've, uh, Jack had, uh, had done it before. You know, it's, it's, it's really exciting. So next one, this is, a, this is a fun question. Will there be any plans to offer a Google or Alexa interface for voice interaction with the platform? I mean, I think the answer to this one probably is no initially because we have other things to do. But I mean, I personally love the idea of, of like where this is going. I think, you know, like voice activated trading in the future is probably going to become much bigger. But, but I, I don't think much of the tech has been built out yet on the broker's ends to actually facilitate a lot of this. So, um, yeah, I mean, from my understanding of how you, we have to do this from a tech side is we need to build an app that interfaces with Alexa, say, that interfaces with our API that then interfaces with a broker. I mean, it's definitely possible for sure. I don't know. Personally, I don't know if I'd be comfortable ever placing a trade on something like Alexa. Well, that's just because you think that they're going to listen to your trades. They They probably will. I mean, they probably will. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Let's move on to uh, some pricing questions. And I'm really excited about this because, you know, as uh, being in a position where we're just trying to build something for users and, and add value to users, the way that we're switching to pricing, I think, is, is, is really accomplishing that goal. And especially for those users that have already purchased Lifetime, this is, should be the, you know, one of the, besides the actual platform itself, the most exciting aspect of the new platform. So maybe, Kirk, you can uh, dig into the pricing that we'll have moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing is we don't, we don't want to reveal exactly what the monthlies are going to be when we roll out. We know we're going to keep the pro membership. We're going to keep elite. There's obviously going to be still the free level with all the access to courses and training. So none of what is at the core of Option Alpha will change. Things that will change are going to be things like the toolbox software is now no longer going to be a one-time cost, right? So obviously anybody who's in there now or grandfathered in by the time we launch, of course, we'll have access. Like we will honor our commitments in giving you access and you won't have to pay a monthly fee. So that will all be in there just by default. So none of that will change. What you're used to now or what you're, you have now will you know stay unless you didn't have access to it before, right? The things that I think, to me, this is really good because it aligns you know, what we're building with the tools and also just the increased tech stack. And our real goal is to add value, not to dramatically increase our prices, just so everyone's clear. So I think we're going to see a shift in prices potentially, but our main goal is to provide a crazy amount of value that makes it an absolute no-brainer, which hopefully it is now. But if it's not, it just really like tells you, you know, how much we're, we're putting into this. But things like lifetime are going to be going away. So we just can't, we won't be able to facilitate those when we move to different tech stacks and different agreements with brokers and stuff like that. We just can't facilitate that anymore. And so, you know, lifetime membership is going to be something that will absolutely go away. And, and, and I think for the better, honestly, I think that, you know, we have a, a decent amount of people in lifetime right now, which is good. So it's not for everybody. It's not meant to be for everybody. And I think that, you know, obviously the people who bought into it early and helped support us and what we're doing, we're just plowing this right back into the platform to build amazing tools. And so, you know, that value is going to be realized there. So research will still be a la carte. So I didn't mention that. So research will still be a la carte. I think that's honestly the best way to go. When we did this originally, when we first launched the signals research, we did a big survey. We did this again when we launched the profit matrix research. Everyone likes the idea that research is a la carte. Obviously, elite members get it as part of their member, or uh, lifetime members get it as part of their membership. So they'll continue to get research whenever we roll it out. There's no additional cost to that for a lifetime. 
but anybody else, like if you want a research report, you can buy it, but we're not going to roll it in and require you to pay us monthly to access something. Like you want to get access to our covered calls report and not the iron condors report. Fine. Just like pick off the menu, what you want, and then purchase access to that research report. So that will continue to function in that, you know, capacity. So, you know, to me, this is really cool because as somebody looking from the outside in, say you just don't even want any of the amazing stuff that we just spent an hour and a half talking about, and you think it's all crap and garbage, but you could still buy one research report and run away from us as fast as possible with uh, so much information and knowledge about how to trade and what strategies to use versus other strategies that it would pay for itself, you know, 50 times fold. So that to me is a, a good avenue that I think we should continue to give people. Great. And then also the toolbox is going away and we're rolling the watch list into the membership as well. So that will be... Uh, and the know. back tester. Yeah, the back tester, all the tools. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be rolled out with just like two two software tools anymore. I mean, there's going to be the opportunities and price prediction and some other things we haven't even talked about that we just can't even disclose yet as far as like tools. But, you know, those things are going to be rolled in and um, will just be part of membership now at some level. Yeah. Keyword being integrated, right? Yeah. It's not just a collection of tools. It's an integrated platform. Exactly. Okay. Okay, great. Next, on to the big question. And this by far was the single most popular question. And uh, I'm going to read off a question from a user with a uh, high level of uh, self-awareness. Hate to be that guy, but do we have a launch date for this yet? (laughs) It was like the first question we got on Facebook. It was so funny. I was like, that's okay. There's got to be somebody to be that guy. But look, I actually get this question at least 20 times a day. So it's, it's nothing new to me. The problem that we have right now is that because we're building tech, sheer nature of building tech requires that we don't yet know what potential little roadblocks we might come across as we continue to build out. I would say that we have made enormous strides and we are probably closer than not to doing something, but we will not give an official date until we actually know when we will officially launch. A lot of the issues that we know we'll be running into are probably integrating with things like Thinkorswim or integrating into billing software, you know, email management systems, which, you know, are things that we can integrate with that we don't have to build out tech for and that have no security issues, right? But those things might require time. And if we come up with a new idea or if there's something that doesn't work exactly the way we thought it was, you know, that might require an extra week's worth of work. Rest assured though, we're working our tails off to make sure that we're building an amazing platform that works for everybody. And we are not going to compromise on that just for the sake of getting it out earlier. Absolutely. Right. We also can't anticipate the legal hurdles that come up, right? Like if the lawyers say we have to do something, then we got to take the time to do it, period. However long. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say uh, the biggest, not shock, but uh, the, the biggest surprise to me when I changed careers and went from, you know, working in uh, working in finance where we were doing a lot of real estate deals where there was, you know, hard deadlines and everything worked on a cadence or a schedule. And then going into tech was that when you, you go into coding, it is so complex and there's so many different moving parts um, that uh, you know hard dates. You know, really, they're just they're just impossible to uh, to give. And you know, and, and you know, if uh, you have someone that is uh, quoting for you and give you a hard date, you know, it might not. You know, you're only setting your expectations up to uh, you know to be uh, disappointed. So, you know, we are making an incredibly 
quick and a massive amount of progress though. So I'm definitely very happy with the cadence of, of, of the work that we're completing. So, yeah, well, and uh, the, the idea is to, again, you know, like if you guys want to follow along, go to optionalpha.com slash updates. We're going to be very religious about posting updates, even small little updates, you know, every week or every other week about what we're doing and you know how close we are, what we're working on. You know, we're going to be very transparent about that. Now that we have things to share and show versus just like hardcore, you know, Rob going dark for 22 days, you know, coding like the back end, like we have stuff to show now. And now we can start to show what we've been working on and solicit feedback. But, you know, again, I think the thing is, maybe 10% of the audience asks this question and are very vocal about it, you know, and and some people get frustrated with it. I get it. I understand, but I'm not going to sacrifice rushing something out for the sake of meeting somebody's expectations for deadline that ends up being crappy or, you know, untested insecure that would tarnish the reputation that we built. And that to me is a, is a no brainer. So, so it's going to take some time for sure. Do I think we're closer than not? I do. I think we're, we're in the last, you know, kind of stretches of what we need to do to complete this, but we don't have an official date yet. All right. Great. Just about wraps up all of our questions. So let's see here. If you have all along this entire time, thank you very much. We appreciate it. I hope most people did because I hope you guys were super excited about it. Like I am, I think, you know, I'll, I'll close out with this is that, you know, what we're trying to do here at option alpha is truly disrupt this entire industry. You know, this entire industry, I've said this for years, is so backwards. It's so old and methodical about how it does things. And it just needs a spark to get it moving in the right direction. And I truly think that Robinhood was a great first start, but it was only in one area, which is commissions. And it's Robinhood has been a great spark for the industry because it's helped people out, right? But they, they fail, I think, in so many different areas when it comes to the actual platform and usability and the functions that it was only just one area. And so what we want to be is we want to be that next big spark that I know we can be that can really move this industry to a, a whole different area and to help a crap ton of people in the process. So, you know, what we're doing is pretty cool. I hope you guys are excited about it. If you are, let us know. Like if you're, you know, probably the 90% of people who just listen to this and maybe never commented before on something or tell us what you think, please let us know. I like, I hope that we have a thousand comments on that page, good, bad, or indifferent. Like I, I want to get people excited about this because it's really cool. Yeah, as I said earlier, if you've got questions, if you want to direct anything at the dev team, I read the forum. I'll respond to the forum every day. So just let me know. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys being in here. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to have to get the other team members on other podcasts. So be forewarned if Mike and Chris, you guys are listening at some point, some of the member success team, we might come in here and talk about what we're doing on FAQs and on the forums and on, you know, kind of writing up research and reports and guides. So there's other things that we haven't even discussed here that other team members are working on. So we might do that as well. But I appreciate you guys being here. And if you're listening again, you like what we're doing, please let us know, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. And of course, all of the updates will be posted at optionalpha.com slash updates. So until next time, happy trading. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com.